Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 22 with Dan Bishop from the band Bandit, formerly of the band Abel. Before we get started, we just want to let you guys know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So go check out www.audibletrial.com backslash killrock. Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Dan Bishop from Bandit, and this is yours true with Told You I Was Leaving. Your eyes are open, but then I'm seeing which right in front of you, you like being broken. I'm starting to learn that there's nothing I can do. I took my chain size, played my cards, and showed them all to you. Now you're who's broken, starting to learn this was meant to be true. You got my attention, and you stayed all too fast. was yours truly with told you i was leaving you could pick up their brand new album brutally honest featuring a song that we played last week kids as well as told you i was leaving on their Bandcamp, yours truly mi dot bandcamp dot com yours truly mi dot bandcamp dot com go check them out 
Thank you guys once again for joining us here at the Kill Rock Podcast. My name is Keith Settles. I am your host. And if you heard from the pre-roll, we are sponsored. We are sponsored by Audible.com. How amazing is that? Just a crazy week for us here at the Kill Rock Podcast. A lot of awesome stuff. Being a, a podcast in like three three months, four months, uh, and now we got a sponsorship, audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com uh, backslash killrock, you could get a free 30-day trial and also a free audiobook. That's 150,000 titles at your fingertips. You could choose whatever one you want. You get one credit. Choose it. And every time you sign up for a free trial or anytime anyone signs up for a tr- free trial, it helps support the Kill Rock podcast. Today, like I've said uh, maybe three times already, we have Dan Bishop from the band Bandit. He used to be in the band Abel, who were signed to Dreamt Records, as well as Come and Live. They released three albums, recently broke up a few years ago, and Dan took his bags from Connecticut, moved down to Nashville, met Angela uh, Plake, who is the lead vocalist. And you might be able to, you might have heard her voice on the final Chariot album, uh, One Wing. She is the busy, busy bee singing girl. So stay tuned for that fun interview, embarrassing stories, all that jazz. Now, some crazy news that has been going on in uh, the independent music industry i don't know if you guys remember but episode three we had evan baker from the band american arson on the show and uh he was also formerly of the band good luck varsity and we were talking about their falling out and all that stuff and we also talked about how he was hoping that a final good luck varsity album would come out because it was already recorded they just needed to work out the kinks the relationships uh i they just need to work stuff out well this week they released one new song come what may in which you can hear it at the end of this episode it'll be the final song on this episode so stay tuned for that a brand new good luck varsity song if you haven't heard it yet you're going to hear it first here on the kill rock podcast but they are also releasing a brand new album now I've been talking to Wasim Bazi, who plays uh, drums or played drums, whatever the situation is, with Good Luck Varsity, and he is said to come on the show. No promises. We haven't recorded the interview yet. I don't like to promise unless the interview has been recorded, but we have him coming on the show, and we will see what the story is with the new album, uh, with the guys, uh, and with Good Luck Varsity. So stay tuned for that as well as everything we have coming on. We booked such a great guest. Uh, I cannot announce it because this is one of those things where if I say it, it's not going to happen. So I need to make sure that the interview is recorded before I tell you who's going to be on the show. A lot of stuff happened this week uh, with the, the podcast. Uh Booked amazing guests, found out about Good Luck Varsity, got a sponsor. Uh, we also, uh, well, I was up late at night one night, and uh, I went on Reddit. I'd never been on Reddit before, but you know what? I decided, you know, I want to see what people on Reddit think about the podcast. So I signed up, put a little post there, and not too long after, I got a message from this guy, Ross. And he said, awesome, I'm going to check this out. Uh, and if I like it, I'm going to subscribe and I'll rate and review. I was like, very appreciative. Thank you, Ross. Well, not too long after, uh, I found out he was in the UK. So obviously the day was already going for him over there while the day was just beginning for me. Um, but I got another message saying, show is awesome. We're in real, really appreciative of that. And, uh, he tells me he has his own podcast. It's called Bridge the Atlantic. So I want you guys to go check out Bridge the Atlantic. It's him and uh, co-host uh, Marcio Novelli. Uh, I hope I pronounced that last name right. Novelli. Uh, and they, they talked to amazing guests. They had Tyler Hilton on the show. And if you don't know Tyler Hilton, he was on One Tree Hill as well as some amazing movies. And he's been making records for quite a while. He has a new album coming out pretty soon. Uh, 
him they had uh recently james black uh from finger 11. it's a great show one guy's in canada one guy's guys in the uk kind of shows how far we've gone in technology nowadays so go check out bridge the atlantic uh i'm sure they'll appreciate you checking them out as much as i appreciate you guys checking us out here at the kill rock podcast and other than checking out audibletrial.com backslash kill rock there's another way you can help support the kill rock podcast here is how you could listen download subscribe share as well as rate and review on itunes rating and reviewing is important help us get into the charts on the itunes as well as stitcher and uh help us keep this podcast going help us spread the message of rock and roll to the world not that it needs more spreading but a lot of these independent bands that we do feature here on the show they would love uh for their music to get heard everywhere so help us help them now we're gonna get to the interview with my good buddy dan bishop you're gonna find out the origins of dallin as well as the origins of bandit but first we're gonna play a jam off their debut album that will be released on broken circles records this song is dragon off their debut album of life you're on the hashtag krp
So, welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today, we have guitar player from Bandit, former guitar uh, guitarist from uh, Abel, Daniel Allen Bishop, a.k.a. Dallin. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for the nickname. You thought I'd forget that? Well, I hope that everyone would forget that. <laughs> Is there a problem with you telling that story on here, or? Um, sure, why not? I mean, it's probably one of the more embarrassing stories of my life. So that's it, fine. It's probably the greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I was a young and immature nineteen-year-old. Wait, uh, back up. How, really how old are you now? I am 26. Oh, wow. Hey, we're the same age. Oh, all right. I did not Man, know that. Seven years ago. Oh, that was a long time. Um, yep, seven years ago, I really liked this band called Search the City. Um, they were a Michigan-based band. And I had moved to Michigan also seven years ago. Uh, a few months earlier, and after I moved there, it turned out that this band, Search the City, um, was auditioning for a bass player, and I just found out that they had signed to to the Nail Records, which was a pretty big deal to 19-year-old me. <laughs> so I was like, shoot, like, I'm definitely going to apply. So I, like, sent them, like, the email which you had to like fill out like, kind of a questionnaire, like how old you are, what your name is, right. how long you've been playing, like all that sort of stuff. So I did all that, sent it. Um, and then like weeks went by and I didn't hear anything from them. And I am a classic just overthinker. So I'm <laughs> just like mulling this over my mind. I'm like, oh man, like maybe like they didn't think I could do it because I'm 19. They're all a little bit older than me. So I'm kind of young and I've only been playing, you know, an instrument since I was 16. So they probably think like, Oh, he's only playing for three years. How good could he be? I wonder like if they would have responded, if maybe I was a little bit older. So <laughs> I decided to send them another email from my work account and the only difference was I made up an alias where my name was Dallin. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I changed my age, and that was it. And then said that I've been playing music, so I was a little bit older. And uh, the funny story about that is I sent that email while I was at work, got home that afternoon, and sure enough, they had just sent me an email to my original, like, application being like, hey, man, we'd love to talk to you. And then <laughs> I had to explain to them. When I, when I actually talked to them, they, they called me out. They were like, hey, so we got this other thing. Like, so how old are you actually? And what's your real name? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't remember that last part that they actually emailed the original uh, application. Yeah, it's like a classic kicking myself so hard. <laughs> if I had just waited a few more hours, I would have found out that they actually contacted me. Great. Well, patience is patience is a virtue. Yeah, I'm learning that slowly over time. Now, when we met, you were the guitar player for Abel, who was on uh, Face Down Records. Or were they ever on Face Down Records, or were they always on the sub-label? We were on Dreamt. So that was their like indie imprint, which didn't last an incredibly long time. Um, it kind of folded, and the only band that got moved over to Face Down from Dreamt was My Epic. Oh, okay. I remember that. Because uh, Sleep for Sleepers, I believe, was on Dreamt, right? And uh, Thieves yes. and Liars? Yes, all three-piece bands. We always <laughs> joked in Able that the reason 
the, the label didn't work out for us was because I joined Able making it a four piece and I was like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so you joined after so. they released that album? Yes. Uh, they had, I met Kevin um, 2008, right after I moved back to Connecticut, just randomly, and we talked about playing music together, but he lived in New York, I lived in Connecticut, so we were right. just like, oh, after that, we moved so far apart. Then he like got together with some of his friends, released... Uh, the able stuff, and then like almost immediately announced that they had, had gotten picked up by FaceTime slash Drums. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm so bummed that I'm not a part of this project. <laughs> so I had, my ambition was to join that band, and they ended up asking me, which was really nice. Was I didn't it? have to really. I said, they ended up asking me to, to join, which was really nice because I didn't even have to kind of put myself out there too much more than uh just saying i was interested essentially so you were like a lady back in the 1800s showing a little wrist that's right (laughs) i've got a wrist that you want me to play guitar (laughs) and i didn't know that i didn't know that you started playing instruments when you were 16 yeah i was kind of a late starter um i hadn't a mild interest in playing and I'd ask my parents to buy me like an electric guitar, but they wouldn't because, and this was not unfounded. They thought like everything else that I had done prior to that, that I would just kind of like do it for a little bit and then quit. Okay. And pass, like that's what I do with everything. So like normal when I was 16, my youth pastor actually bought me my first electric guitar, really nice one, Gibson SG, oh, wow. straight out of school around. Um, it was like the special faded, so it wasn't like the crazy standard version or nothing, but it was a really awesome and beautiful guitar. And I was like, oh, I better uh, actually put some effort into this because he kind of just invested in me in a pretty huge way. Now, when did you start getting into playing with like, you know, the, the crazy effects? Like I know in Able, that was kind of your thing. I remember... When we met in Detroit, we ended up going to a guitar center, and the only thing you were really looking at, not the guitars, you were looking at the pedals. So when did you get into that? Um, that's a great question. It was probably right around the time that I had joined Able, because um, when I first got in, in the band, I only had uh, the Boss Space Echo for delay. Holy Grail reverb and a tuner, I'm pretty sure. Um, the Holy Grail's And then, yeah, totally deserves, like, all the good things that are ever said about it. Right. Why it is a on so many people's pedal boards. <laughs> but I'd always really liked bands, especially, like, earlier in high school when I first started playing, um, like the Mars Volta, mm. who had, like, do so many crazy weird things with their guitars and their effects. Um, but yeah, probably right after I joined Able, I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to like start checking out what I can do with different effects and kind of investigating the sonic possibilities. Um, but I've, I've kind of stripped back from that a little bit since then. Don't have anything crazy going on. What are you using with uh, Bandit now? Equipment wise, um, for delay, anything, all your all, all your equipment. Uh, so I'll just from the guitar kind of take you through this actually. Um, I'm either playing a Fender J890 Tele, which okay. is like the Jim Atkins 1590s, yeah. sounds great, or I have a Fender reissued Jaguar. Um, I think. The Tele, I go to more just because it's a little bit more aggressive. Right. And I like that. But the Jaguar is really great for clean and, like, Chinese sounds. Um, then I go into, I have a JHS modded Ernie Ball Von Double Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I go into uh, 
the full tone OCD for overdrive. I've tried out a bunch of other different drives, and I just keep going back to that one because it's simple, mm. and I am all about simple lately. Um, after that, I have the exotic AC booster. Goes into my Empress Super Delay Vintage Modified, which I also like because it's pretty straightforward. I can make adjustments on the fly. Um, after that, I actually do have a Charmin Timeline, but I don't use it that much because I don't feel like fussing with uh, presets. I kind of I kind of like doing adjustments as I go, I as see. opposed to having to scroll through presets. But who knows? Maybe that'll change. Now, when did you? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Keep on. No, no, no. I think a lot of our guitar nerds would appreciate everything that you have. Uh, (laughs) When did, um, when did you officially, I get, well, I don't know. Did you join bandit? Was Angela already doing bandit and you just so happened to join or did you guys kind of start it together? Um, that is a good question. Actually, Angela had moved to Atlanta like six months before I went to Nashville and she started writing music right around that time. So she was working on songs for a while. In January, 2013, I moved to Nashville and so did she. Got to end up in, in the same place, same time sort of oh, wow. thing. And she showed me some of the songs and I thought they were really cool. So eventually it was like, Hey, like we've known each other forever. Like we'd played in the band like when she was a freshman in high school, we played in the band together. Oh wow! Um, and then it was kind of just like it made sense. Like, hey, why don't we try to do something? And so she had a bunch of the songs already written, um, and I just kind of helped shape a few parts here and there, and then wrote my parts over top of that, like adding to what she was already doing. Right. Um, and then there's a couple songs where it's like we formed them kind of together. It's like hey, like, I've got this idea, why don't we do something like this? Um, and then the last song that we recorded was one of my songs, which was really cool. It was it was cool to actually hear, be able to hear that. It was the most... Um, the most of my own creation that I've ever gotten to fully hear recorded right. in a band setting with some other people adding their element to it. Because with Abel, you weren't necessarily the main writer, right? No, Kevin pretty much did most of the writing. Uh, Alex, our bassist, did some as well. And I, once again, it was like I would bring in parts of songs, my ideas, and we'd go around that. But it was never, for the most part, it wasn't like a full song. Um, That was like, I was like, here is this song that I wrote. It was usually like, hey, I've got these parts. Like, why don't we try to work on this? Right. Now, explain the exact sound of Bandit, because a lot of people might know Angela from the Chariot's uh, final album, uh, One Wing. Um, Explain to our listeners what Bandit sounds like. Oh, man. Um, We kind of talked about this like a bunch of times we we joked that it's uh death cab for cutie meets torch (laughs) um which is a pretty big difference but no it has that like indie rock vibe of like now now or death cab but then there's also a a couple elements of like heavier parts of the music okay not as not as much not as much as i thought it would be but um, it's not as far of a departure for me from Abel as I thought it was going to be, mm. but it still has that like really pretty. Um, I mean, Angel has a great voice, always going to be beautiful. Like the melody she sings are great, um, so it's, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And we'll get back to our interview with Dan Bishop in just one moment. But first, I want to let you guys know, just for you, the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook 
Download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Over 150,000 titles, including books that have to do with the music business, such as The Artist's Guide to Success in the Music Business, as well as even songwriting books like So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star by Mark Platt. So go check out audibletrial.com backslash killrock audibletrial.com backslash killrock we truly appreciate it every free trial helps support the killrock podcast before we get back to our interview with dan bishop here's another song by bandit off their album of life in stores january 20th this is pushing here on the killrock podcast bandit and i was like so what do you guys sound like you're like i don't know yet um and i found out you guys had it was like a female singer with you know and i and i heard her like acoustic stuff and i'm like huh so it might be like christina perry-ish maybe more depressing and then i heard the song that you guys released and i was like um no that's nowhere near christina perry-ish and depressing right yeah. okay so it's kind of that's like that song there's like shoegaze kind of element. Yeah. What's that song called? Dragon. So um, I'm trying to think of like what would be a, a good example of like a shoegaze band, like mm. My Bloody Balance. Just like drony, like you're staring at your feet while playing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something like Weezer did back in the 90s? I'm sure they did. They've been pretty influential on a lot of different musical realms 
Now, you guys have your album of life coming out uh, January 20th of 2015. So we're, you know, we're not... And we're not close to that date, but we're getting there. Um, how was the writing experience? How was the recording experience? And when did you guys become a three-piece? Um, so, okay, I'm going to address, yes, January 20th is not incredibly close, but we are like, we had the Dragon Song that we streamed when we announced that we were releasing it on January 20th, but then we're also going to be like periodically like releasing a single like leading, like I think almost each month. Okay. Leading up to the January 20th. Um, Will there be music videos with um, them or just uh, releases? We haven't shot any music videos yet. We are planning on doing a music video that we'd be shooting in, uh, I think the end of October. Hmm. Somewhere in October, November. So that probably wouldn't actually, the music video itself wouldn't come out until I would imagine after the album. But right. that's all speculation at this point. I can't really confirm <laughs> when that'll be out. But yeah, so it seems far away, but we're trying to keep interest by being like, hey, here's another song. You still like it? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's not. The writing process was pretty simple. Like I said, Angela had a lot of the songs already. Um, she would kind of send me lyrics that she was working on, and most of the time I didn't even have to change them because they were great. Um, or we would get together. We actually got together one time last summer. We had uh, driven up to Connecticut to visit Angela's mom. So we're both from Connecticut. Right. Um, and while we were there, we like kind of got together and we were like, hey, like here's a song that Angela had been working on. I was like, okay, cool, like we could do this. And then we we actually did some more of, on that song. Like the next time we really worked on it was uh, March. We in Tampa, Florida, when we were doing like a house show type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's always been really easy to to write with. Angela and to like come up with stuff the way that she writes and the song ideas that she has like the musical elements um, make it very easy for me I feel like to be creative and just kind of express myself in a way that's not that I enjoy I guess more than anything like I enjoy what the music she writes allows me to kind of play around with so now, how did how was the recording process? Because I know you guys did it through Kickstarter. Um, was it easy to fund for it? And then was the process easy? Or you know? Um, Lord, Kickstarter is one of those things. I've done three at this point in my life, and every single time I'm like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm gonna reach the goal. Like, wait, did you cares? do did you do them for both Able albums? We did one for the Western, and then also we did one for Make It Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I knew you guys did one for the um, the last one, uh, Make It Right, but I didn't know you guys did it for the uh, other one. Yeah, that was like we didn't have a ton of options because when we found out that Drent was no longer was when we had called them in January, right. and we were like, "Hey, well, we want to discuss basically." funding the next record and they're like oh well we're not actually going to exist so we're like oh no i guess i have no idea how we're going to make this record happen <laughs> so we ended up doing the we found out the kickstarter and did that and then we connected with a uh, pun and live and released it through them and that was really cool but um yeah i did it again with bandit it always feels very stressful but it we met our goal and surpass our goal and it was just really cool to see people um that people did support like the things that we were doing right um and then the recording process like we kind of whipped through it like uh originally we were doing seven songs we went to atlanta recorded at uh glow in the dark studios did it in a week like the first yeah the first night we were there we started recording drums at, I want to say, 11 p.m., and then he knocked out all the songs 
in that night, like he recorded his drums straight till like five or six in the morning. So it was a little bit strange, like we almost like were on an opposite schedule at first. And then we gradually reeled it back to by the end of the week we were living at normal hours again. Right. Oh, that's crazy. I did not uh you know, I did you was it Matt Goldman that recorded you guys? Obviously, right? No, it was Matt McMullen. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, it was it's like a iconic place to do your record, that's for sure. Did you find the the chariot uh uh, you know the 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 little uh, um, what's called, like the little banners that they made for their music video, that they recorded there. Um, I honestly don't recall. <laughs> Only reason why I ask is because I had friends. Uh, they're called Silent Planet that recorded there, and uh, they found them. I guess it's in like a little case in the studio. And they were posting okay. videos because they were they were just super stoked about recording there because all their favorite bands recorded there, so they were making a video yeah. like teen fanboys, and now That's they're hilarious. yeah now they're probably gonna be the hugest band on the planet, but not as big as Bandit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to make sure that now <laughs> now when of life comes out. Um, off uh, Broken Circles, right? That's the record label? Yes. Um, when it comes out, uh, do you guys already have your tour plan set up? Or are you guys, what are you guys going to do? We haven't uh, discussed anything, um, like nothing set in stone, but we're definitely planning on going out around that time. Um, obviously, we want to do something that's beneficial to us and not try to like we're not about to go out and do a headlining tour because right. we're not we're not that band yet you know we we have to pay our dues and be tour support for a little bit I think um, but yeah we we're, we definitely want to get out and and play uh, I think performance is a huge part of uh, like what we do and what we like to do as musicians. Um, so it'll be good to actually get out there and and do it. We haven't done a full band tour yet. Everything that we, me and Angel have done has just been uh, house show stuff just because it, it's been easier in the past to coordinate that. Okay, here's a question. Are you still, you're still single, right? I am so single. You are so single. So, uh, so we're going to put it out there. Everyone needs to go. Every lady needs to go. Check out Dan Bishop because he needs to bring a woman. He needs to have a plus one to my wedding because he is going to be my best man. Fair enough. I think uh, we we gave him a little bit of a hard sell after we opened with my most embarrassing story. <laughs> yeah, but you were nineteen. I'm, you know, that's you know, that's character. It's like, <laughs> what girl doesn't want a guy with? An embarrassing story. True, I got plenty of them. Yeah, same here. I don't even know how. I don't even know how I'm not single right now. <laughs> oh man. Sometimes That's it's great. a dangerous business walking out your front door. Just saying. <laughs> now, um, we we did nope. we <laughs> we did uh, decide that you would be my best man and. For all the listeners, uh, we've only met once, and we spent a lovely weekend together for a wedding. And uh, so, because we decided you're going to be my best man, I was wondering, do you have your speech prepared? I left it in my other pants. <laughs> oh man, you're going to have to, you know, not do that with the rings. Right. Obviously. I think I'll be a little bit more prepared. He kind of caught me impromptu. <laughs> Wasn't expecting to ask me about the speech. You know, I think you were trying to get out of it because I did uh, ask you if you had it ready prior to this. <laughs> you, yeah, honestly, you did. I thought you were joking. <laughs> uh, oh, this, uh, this interview's gone downhill pretty significantly. Yep. 
So when you're in Southern California, well, are you guys going to tour to Southern California? Am I just going to have to watch, you know, YouTube videos of Bandit playing on the East Coast in the Midwest? Uh, we're actually only going to tour Mississippi. Um, we don't know anybody <laughs> there. So we figure, like, if we're going to break, it's got to be somewhere where nobody knows us. In Mississippi. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'll tell you something. This podcast is very huge in, or is really huge in Wichita, Kansas, for some reason. Really? Yeah, and Guam. All right. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be Guam anytime in the near future. Um, but Wichita, we might be able to hit. Yeah, Wichita. We got some, uh, we get quite a bit of downloads from Baltimore. Uh, I'm hoping we get a lot of downloads in los angeles because obviously that's where i am but yeah wichita right. and baltimore that's a big surprise i'm hoping for no, connecticut I'm, ho- I'm hoping for connecticut after this interview as well as nashville pumping out there and then like hey what's this kill rock thing all about i'm gonna check it out <laughs> so but you guys will tour the country eventually right i have said so many times that that's the goal obviously um we we definitely anticipate it right so we'll say that (laughs) (laughs) now with with your record deal um it's is it a it's a distribution deal or is it a full-on record deal you know i'm not good at the business stuff keith i know Making me look foolish again. I'm not, um, I'm not trying to. We talked about this. Here's as much as I know slash understand, okay. which is not a good, um, <laughs> not a good basis for anybody else to form opinions on it. Right. Uh, we're working with Guy Brent from Broken Circles. He's an awesome guy. He is. Um, he really believes in what we're doing. And he's helping us get out there, like with PR and all that stuff. Like, really, just gonna make this be a much more successful release, and I don't know, get it into the right hands more than we would be able to do that. Um, we're also working with a guy named Will, uh, who who does uh, I think it's called Bear Trap PR. Okay. Um, and he runs. He has a label called Tiny Engines. Him and Brent are good friends and they've been killing it lately with uh just placements and you know constantly brooklyn vegan and stereo gum and pitchfork like that sort of stuff so hopefully uh some of that stuff will happen for us um but yeah it's just brent's making it possible for us to do things that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise he's helping us with uh music video like he's giving us a budget for that um He's helped us do, we're doing, uh, one of the songs on the album is uh, Where's My Mind by the Pixies. It's a cover. Mm-hmm. And, like, figured out all the licensing and stuff like that right. for us. He's like, cool. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's all the stuff that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> you just care about getting yeah. the license to cover the Pixies. Yeah, just and listen. As long as we can do this, who cares about anything else, Brent? Do what you want. Now, if you can't answer this, I'll edit it out. But are they going to help with uh, publishing at all, like getting synchronization licenses or um, any other type of licenses out there for you guys? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm. I would think so. Okay. I mean, if they're getting you in Brooklyn Vegan and Pitchfork, that's a pretty sweet deal. I mean, that's. I'm just saying that's what. He is done in the past. Like oh, okay. He's had bands that. Yeah, I didn't say that he was getting us well, there. But. Here's the thing, though. I think Bandit has that vibe that can make it um, out. At least, maybe if it, if it's not mainstream, at least on an independent level and high up on the independent level because you don't see a lot of uh, big-time female front people, I guess you would say now, um, with good quality music backing them. And, I mean, that's my opinion, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people that agree with that. Um, do you guys... We'll give you a few bands. 
that are great right now that are uh, female fronted. Have you heard of Warpaint? Yes, I have. I think they're awesome. Okay. Um, National is another good example. Metric, fantastic. Okay. But anyway, I appreciate your compliment. I was if you well, know about these bands, I'm well, gonna share them with you. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that I think I think there's a I do think that there's a possibility that you guys could get quite a bit of money through this through this project. Do you agree with any of that at all? I hope that that is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> if this ends up being something that is like a financial blessing to anybody in the band, right. that would be amazing. Um, that's once again, it's our goal, I guess, would be to make this something where we can do this more full time and be able to pay bills. Um, but we're going to do it regardless because it's something that we love. Right. So is, is, uh, um, now we kind of skipped this question in the beginning, but how did you actually meet Angela? Oh Lord. Um, cause we, we talked about how you guys met up. We talked about how you guys got met up in Nashville, but we didn't really talk about anything prior to that. True. Um, basically I've known and been, um, best friends with her brother since seventh grade. So spent a lot of time known her since she was in diapers, essentially. Just kidding. She wasn't in diapers. (laughs) She skipped the diapers. Yeah, she was in like fourth grade, so. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. I got, I get the metaphor. Yeah. Actually so I've been for a really, really long time. Just grew up, basically grew up together. Uh-huh. Um, been good friends for a while. And now you guys are playing in a band together. That's right. So Dan Bishop, uh, where can we find Bandit on the interwebs? I think the best place right now would be to go to brokencircles.com because that's where you can find like our album release announcement. And that's where like, you'll be very easily able to uh, stream that new song dragon that we released. Right. Um, you can find all of our other stuff from there. Uh, other than that, like our social media is all the band bandit um, across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that's us. Awesome. Now, any last things you want to say? Any bands um, that you might want our listeners to check out? Um, check out the band Better Off. Our drummer also plays drums in that band. And they're about to do a U.S. tour with Nifan Glory, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so you should check them out because they're pretty freaking cool. Um, gosh. Brother Cephas. A couple of friends of ours who we actually did a, a quick house drill run with, they are releasing like uh, a few EPs, like every, every couple of months, I think it is. Okay. Um, just three song, almost like mixtape type deals. Um, I think they have two out right now, but they're really cool and you should check them out as well. All right. Now, next time, because there will be a next time we'll talk. And it's going to be around the time your album comes out. I want that best okay. man's beach. <laughs> I want it. All right, I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> All right, Dylan, it was nice to talk to you. Have a great night. You too. We want to thank Dan Bishop for coming on the show. Such a fun time talking with him. Actually, a few weeks ago, uh, he was at, in down in California. And... Uh, he stayed at my house all weekend. Uh, I got to take him to places uh, like Disneyland. Got to hang out. It was a fun time being able to hang out with a fun dude who is my future best man when I get married. So, like I said in the interview, ladies, go hit him up. He needs a plus one. It's going to maybe a year or so, but he's going to need a plus one. You could check out the two songs. Uh, that we played by Bandit 
pushing as well as dragon on broken circles records uh youtube page just go to youtube and look up bandit and i'll take you to the broken circles page fun jams well maybe not fun i did get to hear the record while dan was here and i'm telling you guys when it comes out january 20th you're gonna want to pick it up this is a great album it's borderline amazing uh crazy stuff like time signature changes as well as weird odd key changes so if you're a musician you're gonna love this it's a musician's album but you know what i still think that it's gonna strike a chord with the mainstream audience as well so we're gonna have to stay tuned and see what happens with that uh bandit january 20th their album of life comes out we are really stoked it's time for the last song of the Kill Rock Podcast, episode 22 with Dan Bishop from Bandit. But first, I want to let you guys know, we thank you guys for your support. We truly appreciate you guys. We want to thank everyone that downloaded the episode with Jimmy Smith last week from The Noise. We had some issues uh, with it uploading and stuff like that, uh, but it's fixed now. If you downloaded it before, you could download it again and it everything's copacetic we want to thank you guys for also joining us with shrapnel and colors in the last month of amazing episodes with fit for king wolves at the gate next week we are going to have convictions the band convictions are out of ohio we played a couple of their jams uh, the last couple weeks here on the kill rock podcast go pick up their ep unworthy uh on itunes as well as their band camp now it's time for the last song dramatic pause this is good luck varsity this is come what may here on the kill rock podcast the hashtag k r p thank you guys for joining us this week Go pick up your free Audible book trial at audibletrial.com backslash killrock. And we'll see you next week with Convictions. Yeah.